You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. As always, want to give a big shout-out live to all our sports byline affiliates around the country and with the American Forces Radio Network around the world. Shout-out to the servicemen and women out there getting a little taste of home from the Spittin' Statistician, helping them win their leagues and win that cash, as usual, on a... Tuesday, I got my boy Donnie Burns in the building with me on the ones and twos, keeping it so hot that we sweat steam, blowing up like a Samsung 7. You know what it is. We've got a great show for you on a Tuesday. As usual, I will give you my starting lineup with starters you need today. I am really confident about the two guys I'm going to be giving you today. I think they are definitely the way you need to win some DFS money tonight, so stay tuned for that. It's an off day on the finals, but I got my man Donnie Burns here. He's the basketball court. Correspondent and love doctor, so you know we're going to talk a couple of things. We're hearing things that were going on in the locker room on the Cleveland Cavs side after Game Two. We're going to get into that and what might happen to uh, you know lengthen this series a little bit. We also have other basketball news I want to get into. I got an update with Enos Cantor. Remember it was hashtag Free Ennis. I talked about what was going on with him a couple weeks ago, and also interesting and you know kind of closing final news on Chris Bosh that you want to stay tuned for. Donnie Burns and I were also, you know, NBA is not the only basketball we talk. We're going to talk big three again, you know, Ice Cubes League. We're going to give our power rankings of the teams. And listen, I'm going to give you yesterday... We talked about Jeremy Macklin and where he may wind up. There is another Pro Bowl wide receiver that it looks like will be hitting the market. So we'll talk about that as well. And I'm also going to get into uh, something I read. Gary Sheffield, former Yankee great, former Marlin great, and others, talked about what rule changes he would make if he was commissioner of baseball. So that is our poll question. We'll talk about how you can interact with the show, all that, when we come back on the Fantasy Freestyle. You know, see if you would make any changes if you were commissioner for a day we got a lot of news to cover me my boy donnie burns the love doctor you know what it is it's your boy dane martinez we're here on the fantasy freestyle on the award-winning fantasy sports radio network come on right back after the break we're gonna get into it yeah Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, holding you down on a Tuesday. Let's get right into it, because I think we got a jam-packed show today. I got a lot of news to break. I got a lot of fun stories to talk about. So uh, let's get into it right now as we start with our starting lineup with news and notes around Major League Baseball. Just crossed, like in the last 15 or 20 minutes, the Blue Jays have placed second baseman Devin Travis on the disabled list with a knee issue. Um, He had a bone bruise in his knee. Here's the thing. It's really 
bad timing. I mean, dude, in May had an OPS of 974. You like that as a second baseman. But the thing is with Travis, he's never staying healthy. So I think uh, we may have to give him the dreaded injury-prone tag. More news and notes. Astros infielder Marvin Gonzalez. He um, jammed his hand sliding into third base the other day. He's listed as day-to-day. Keep an eye on him for the red-hot Houston Astros. Speaking of red-hot, Justin Bohr, who I've been talking about all last month, was very high on the player rate for the month of May. Looks like he may be going to the DL as well. He also has a bone bruise from, for uh, Justin Bohr, though it's in his ankle. He landed awkwardly on first base on Saturday. Hasn't played since. Also, Wade Davis, closer for the Chicago Cubs. He has been placed on the paternity list. That means he's going to miss somewhere between, I believe it's one and four days. You may have a cheap opportunity for saves out of a guy like Koji Uehara in the meantime. Another guy who may wind up on the DL because this time because of a back issue is Mike Napoli. So watch that. He's still struggling with that back issue. Hasn't been uh, in games in the last three or four games. All right. So, as you know, what we do here is I hold myself accountable to what happened yesterday. Yesterday, I told you that you could beat Carlos Martinez. I told you the slate I did not truly like. I believe there were seven games out there, and Carlos Martinez was the most expensive option at 10000 on FanDuel. But I didn't necessarily like it, especially at Cincinnati, where I thought the ball would fly in the Great American Small Park. I did not think he was, you know, kind of like elite enough to be worth that $10,000 price, and I thought you could beat him. Well... Carlos Martinez not only probably got beat by you guys, but he got beat by the Cincinnati Reds. He only pitched he pitched six and a third innings, gave up four runs though, struck out eight. I think you could beat him. The guy I gave you probably did help you beat him because he cost twenty six hundred dollars less last night in a begrudging move. I said Mike Fires as the Astros, you know, the best team in the American League, were facing the worst team in the American League, the Kansas City Royals. The Astros did in fact run their win streak to eleven games, and Mike Fires did in fact get the win to help you out. He only gave up two runs. Struck out four. Tonight, like I said, I hope there is still time left for you to make these moves. There are two pitchers I like. Listen, it's Max Scherzer going today. So if you want to throw Max Scherzer, you know, you're going to have to pay 11900 on FanDuel. But if you want to do that, I can't hate on that. That's all good. Try these two guys, though. If you're looking to beat them, slightly cheaper, okay? I love Chris Archer tonight. I love, love, love Archer tonight at 10,700. He is at home. The Rays are big favorites. They're at minus 170 tonight against the Chicago White Sox. Listen, I have told you this time and time again. And if you listen to my boys, Tony Sincata and Benny Riccardi on the DFS lineup lock show, they tell you all the time as well. The Chicago White Sox are decent against lefties but are bad against righties, okay? They are absolutely the worst against righties in Major League Baseball. Chris Archer, with that strikeout upside, I think he is a light-out play tonight. I like him even better than Scherzer. The other guy, listen, every five days, if you hear the fantasy freestyle, you're going to hear me give out my man that I like so much because of his K upside, but, oh, does he have a great matchup tonight. I'm talking about, listen, if you watch, if you listen to fantasy freestyle a lot, if you talk to the Spittin' Statistician, or, for example, if you follow me on Twitter, at Spittin' Speed, you probably know this. My man, Robbie Ray for the Arizona Diamondbacks tonight. He's going off at 10,000, which is very high. But listen, this K upside that he has every time is just, you know, it's it cannot be messed with. And here's the other thing. Tonight, 
He's against the Padres. The Padres strike out second most in the major leagues. They have struck out 528 times as a team already. So strikeout pitcher, strikeout team. I like it. Robbie Ray, I put him down. I'm telling you, Robbie Ray will get eight or more strikeouts tonight. Also, the, the Padres... Lowest run score total in the National League right now at only 197 so far this year. So there you have it, okay? I like Archer and I like Robbie Ray. I like them a lot. I think that's the way you go to uh, zig when other people are zagging with Max Scherzer tonight. Here's what I want to tell you, though. I want to move on to a a very interesting story because, listen, we've talked about this. We've even had poll questions up. And by the way, we got a great poll question up that relates to this today on Fantasy Freestyle. If you want to follow us at FNTSY Radio on Twitter, or you could always, like I said, ask me questions. Follow me at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter. The poll question we have up today is uh, if you were commish. You know, Major League Baseball for, you know, a day, a week, a year, whatever. What changes would you consider making? Okay. And I ask that because we've talked about some of these things, you know, throughout the season. We've talked about the extra inning rules, you know, because we've had a number of games go 15, 16, 17 innings this season. And it sounds like it's a hot topic, you know, the day after people are, you know, sitting up until one thirty, two o'clock in the morning watching baseball. Um, so is it the extra inning rules? Is it pace of play? You know, we've talked about a lot of things involving pace of play. I have some strategies coming up for you in a hot second. Is it instant replay? Or maybe it's time to, you know, do away with some of these formats like the DH in the National League, like the wild card format. You know, should should the wild card be two wild card teams? Should that be a one game playoff or should there be other subtle tweaks to that? Also, if you have other ideas, let me know. I couldn't put up all the options, right? But this uh, poll question. It's inspired by my man Gary Sheffield, okay? Gary Sheffield did a nice piece recently in the Players' Tribune where he talked about if he were the commissioner, the rules changes that he would make. And I got to get into it because some of them I find very, very interesting. The first one comes off what we saw with that Bryce Harper brawl. He said that, listen, pitchers these days have no fear of throwing at hitters. He says that either... You know, either hitters, if they charge a mound, should be allowed to, you know, brandish a weapon like their helmet or the baseball bat. But what he also says is that the suspension should be even. And what that means is when a pitcher gets suspended for five games, he's only missing one start. When a position, when a, when a, Position player gets suspended for five games. He's missing five games. Pitchers are only missing that start. So maybe suspend pitchers for longer in that kind of situation. Okay, that's one idea. I'm not mad at Gary Sheffield for that. He's also talking about he would do away with all these rules around sliding. Remember we had that play a few years back where Buster Posey got knocked out. There was the Chase Utley play um, against the Mets a few years back as well. He's saying, listen, that is part of the game. And if you're going in trying to break up a double play, that's what you're trying to do. Break up the double play. If you're going in trying to score a run and now you, he's saying if you have to think about you know, where you slide, how you do it, he's saying that takes too much time. You shouldn't have to think about it. it the, you know, the saying goes, it's a bang, bang play, right? So he's saying, let it be bang, bang. And of course, Gary Sheffield is going to come out and talk about that. Listen, he had a very interesting idea for extra innings. I don't know if it's viable, but I think it is creative. And it's not about putting runners on second base or anything like that. What he's saying is that once a game goes into extra innings, 
The manager should be allowed to reshuffle their lineup every inning and just send up whatever hitters they want. That'll probably shorten the game. Once you get into extra innings, you got to face, say, like the three, four, five hitters every single time. I thought that was very interesting. I don't know if it's possible, though. He also has things about instant replay. Listen, he's saying that he likes as a player for them to get it right. But, like, why do they have to go to the, you know, why do they have to go over there under the hood, you know? Why can't the umpires just, like, have have an earpiece in their ear? Right now, I hear Donnie Burns in my ear all the time. It's called an IFB, right? Why can't the umpires have that? I think that's really interesting, okay? He wants to get... He wants to get away from pace of play as well. He wants to speed that up. He thinks the way to do it is have no mound visits whatsoever. You know, we talk about the, uh, you know, the planning, the preparation, the strategy, the scouting that goes into it. Maybe you don't need mound visits. He's also saying don't step out of the box. Okay, he wants to ban the defensive shift. Okay, because the time it takes for moving people over, you know, and I think that's interesting. He also thinks, as we say here on the uh, on the poll question, that it's time to have the DH in the National League. Listen, people love offense. That'll give you more offense with the DH in the National League. He's also would go much harder on PED suspensions. You know, suspend them for a full year right out the gate, take their paychecks away. I think those a lot of those interest ideas are interesting. I want to hear what you guys think on the poll question later. Later on this week, I'm going to give you my platform if I was commissioner because I got some ideas about it, too. All right. So check in on the polls. We'll check back in on that later on. When we come back, though, me and the love doctor, Donnie Burns, we're going to talk NBA and Big Three basketball. A lot of basketball to talk. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician. And you're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, holding you down, giving you what you need to win your league and win that cast, dropping stats over beats with my man Donnie Burns, the basketball correspondent and love doctor. We're going to get into some basketball a little bit later on, but first, I have to give you some news and notes from around the NFL. First of all, and I got to tell you guys, here at the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, I can feel a palpable buzz and energy starting to build for football you know OTAs going on we got mini camps I think starting next week but around here a lot of people are starting to talk football and the excitement is growing you can feel it so I got to give you a couple of news and notes around the NFL Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams rookie Mike Williams out of Clemson he has a herniated disc in his back they are unsure if he is going to make it for the start of training camp this really does hurt his value especially in redraft leagues he was going to have to really ball out and compete to be on the same, you know, the same level as Keenan Allen, Tyrell Williams, you know, even guys like Hunter Henry in terms of the pass catchers on that roster. And like I said, this time of year, what you usually get or what I call the greatest shape of his life stories you want. This is the anti greatest shape of his life. Also, back issues, they linger for a while. So that gives me great pause when it comes to the rookie Mike Williams for the Los Angeles Chargers. Also. We talked about how Jeremy Macklin was released over the weekend by the Kansas City Chiefs in a cap, you know, cap saving move. They lost uh, 10 million off the cap there with Macklin's salary. He visited the Bills today. He's set 
if he gets out of Buffalo with a deal to visit the Ravens on Wednesday. It's very interesting. He's visiting the Bills today. He's visiting the Ravens tomorrow. If you listen to Fantasy Freestyle yesterday, you heard your boy Speed say the two teams I thought would be a good fit for him were the Bills and the Ravens. And now we find out those are the exact two teams that he goes to. I don't know how many times I got to tell you guys before you start listening to your boy Speed's the spitting statistician. Also, Jamal Charles says he thinks he can quote unquote be the man in the Denver backfield saying he wants to come in and compete. Thing is, he has yet to still be cleared and CJ Anderson is back. I think Charles will wind up being kind of that pass catching back, that change of pace back. And that truly hurts the second year kid, Devontae Booker, in that backfield. And now big news coming out of New York today with the J.E.T.S. Jets, Jets, Jets. First, they release... um, you know, 10-year veteran and pro bowler linebacker David Harris. So it makes me think, uh-oh, looks like they're embracing, you know, the kind of full rebuild. You know, this kind of let's get rid of all the veterans, start it from the bottom, this kind of like Cleveland Brown strategy, it sounds like. And then late breaking, just over the last hour, we are getting reports from a number of places that are saying that the Jets are also either going to trade or release wide receiver Eric Decker. Okay, Decker, who is a Pro Bowl caliber receiver, remember, was hurt for a lot of last year, was not part of that locker room beef that was going on with other wide receivers and the defensive linemen. It looks like the Jets are truly breaking it all down. As you know, Speeds the Spittin' Statistician has a special place in his heart for the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And I have been saying that i that's what I want them to do. I think they're going to break it down all together and truly hashtag suck for Sam. And what I mean by that is Sam Darnold, the quarterback out of USC, who I believe will be the number one overall pick in next year's draft. And it looks like the Jets are trying to position themselves for them to be in the running for that. It makes me wonder, though, if you're a team like the Browns, like the Niners, like the Bills, like the Ravens, and you're inquiring, would you rather have Eric Decker or Jeremy Macklin? That sounds like a possible poll question for the show tomorrow. But I got to tell you, like, let's say, for example, you're a team who used to love the San Diego Chargers, and now that they're moving to L.A., you're like, disown them, and you're looking for another team, let's just say. Do not, do not look for the New York Jets. This is probably the worst roster and football, and they are building it truly from the ground up. However, let's keep it moving here in the cipher on the fantasy freestyle. I got my boy Donnie Burns with me on the ones and twos. As you know, he is so hot that he sweats steam. Listen, a little bit of a downtime here in the NBA Finals. Game game three back in Cleveland tomorrow night. We'll break it all down tomorrow, Don Burns. But Don... I have two kind of areas I want to go real quick with uh, with you. First of all, I don't know if you heard this, but there are multiple reports that there was a quote-unquote small smell of marijuana coming out of the Cleveland Cavaliers locker room after game two. I have so many questions about this. Brian Winhurst reported it. A few other people have reported it also. Remember... We talked yesterday. LeBron did not go to the podium. He entertained, uh, uh, you know, reporters in the locker room and was a little salty, was a little chippy. Hmm. I wonder. But then again, also, they were in California. They were in a state where I guess if that's what they want to do, you know, like it's legal for them to do so. A lot of the reports are also saying that when you get to the NBA finals, the press 
you know, size, the crew is like almost triples in size. And some people saying that there were quote unquote questionable media dudes in the Cleveland locker room as well. So, Donnie, I ask you, okay, first of all, it's legal in California, I guess. What do you think is going on in the locker room? You think they were just in so much pain after game two or they needed to chill out and forget it? What do you think is going on in there? And is this a story? I I don't really think it's a story. I mean, there's no way that, you know, a LeBron-led team would be, you know... Choking up? Yeah, in the locker room. You know, it's kind of unfair because, you know... But if they did, it would be legal. Yeah, but in the same light, I feel like, you know, a lot of people are going to blame one specific person for this. Right, right, And you you know who we're thinking of. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I think... Just because of his, you know, his party boy. Does he have uh, initials? He does. Oh, okay, okay. Is that a guy who also, I think, had like a minus 14 and went like two for 10 in that game two? Exact oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, fine. you know, I think it's kind of unfair. I don't think that that would be a thing. Sure, I, you know, sure, like sure. In the water, but listen, but- here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I bring this up also because the other topic I wanted to get at with you. Donnie, when it comes to the NBA, the NBA has long since been a league where there have been conspiracy theories, right? Long oh, yeah. since been a league, ever since you go back to my man Patrick Ewing and the like frozen envelope when he was, you know, uh, when they were doing the draft lottery for the Knicks to wind up with him. But um, here's what I'm wondering, because we have waited for this NBA finals for a whole year, right? And as we know, the Golden State Warriors have looked dominant in games one and two. Now, I know, and I'm not getting on you, Don, because of your Cavs and six or nothing like that. What I'm saying is, like, do you think that something mysterious will happen in game three? Do you think the foul calls will be tremendously imbalanced? Do you think someone will be get a quick hook, a Draymond Green, for example? Do you think there just might happen to be a weird thing that happens which uh, helps the Cavs keep making this a series, keep eyeballs on the set? No, I don't really think that that's... I wouldn't say it's not possible, but you know, there's so many eyes on the NBA Finals now, and my big thing on this, and the main reason why I don't think this is true, is we might see this, you know, matchup in the next few years, like right. two or three years. So, right. You know, there's not much you can hide. Maybe during the regular season to get to this point, but not now. It's it's too hard to do that now. All right. You know, that's what people would have said a lot of other times too, when things happen in the NBA. That a lot of people are, uh, you know, conspiracy theorists. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, there's a lot of eyes because of what's happened in the past. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I want to keep it moving here in the cipher, and don't get it twisted. Don Burns and I we're going to be breaking down uh, everything you need to see for Game Three tomorrow, right ahead of Game Three in Cleveland. We'll see if the Cavs, you know, led by Rihanna and LeBron James, can get back into that series. But what I want to get into real quick is. Um, you know, we had that hashtag free Ennis before when Ennis Cantor was detained in a Romanian airport and came out, you know, his political leanings. Well, check this out. Ennis Cantor's father was arrested over the weekend. Okay. And Ennis Cantor put out a statement saying that he woke up to the news of his father being arrested by the Turkish government. Um, and then, you know, he gives out this whole thing. Um, trying to explain the story and says, you know, if something like this could happen to him, an NBA player who is, you know, by all accounts famous, he says, just, you know, just wonder what is happening to, you know, kind of the regular season, the regular citizens who are kind of aligning with the Gulen and kind of talking out against, um, you know, uh, the Turkish government. And, you know, 
earlier we heard that Enos Cantor actually was like disowned from his family, and I'm now thinking that that was actually like kind of a move of self-preservation, you know, because maybe the family just had to make it sound like they were against this movement for their own safety and well-being. And you know, we think about this. I joked about how we live in authoritarian times when Enos was detained in the Romanian airport, but like, I'm not going to go too deep into this, but like. It's starting to not be funny anymore, guys. Um, so, you know, I'm going to leave it right there. But this is just one more example. The other quick NBA thing I wanted to get into before we go to break, and I know we're going to go to break, um, and then, you know, we're going to give you that fun and functional sports radio and give you our big three power rankings, all sorts of good stuff. But um, sad to say that uh, Chris Bosch, the NBA actually ruled that his blood clots, um, that is a quote-unquote career-ending injury. There was a case back and forth. Bosch, like, continued to want to play, play through it. He said he would sign a waiver. He would do whatever he can. But with this being deemed a quote-unquote career-ending injury, what that means now is that the Miami Heat can waive Bosch, and he will still get, ready for this, $53 million over the next two years, even if insurance kind of covers it. Um, now, now. Don, I understand as an athlete you always wanting to play, but there's got to be a line, right? And, like, if you were this guy's, like, you know, family, wouldn't you want him to pretty much hang him up? Yeah, I mean, and listen, you want players like that. But of course. In that, in that sense, that's almost kind of like stupidity. I mean, you can die. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't have much experience with that kind of injury, but right. that one sounds pretty serious. No, blood clots are serious things. It's serious business. So if he doesn't come back on an NBA floor here at the Fantasy Freestyle, we tip our cap to Chris Bosh. I do believe he is a borderline Hall of Famer. But when we come back, Donnie Burns and I, we're going to give you our power rankings for the big three, three-on-three league, see what team we think is primed to win it all. We're also, you know, we got some other good stuff to talk about, put the fun in fun functional sports radio we'll check in on the poll questions all that and more when we come back dane martinez speeds the spitting statistician here on the fantasy freestyle on the award-winning fantasy sports radio network Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy Dane Martinez holding you down on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. As always, want to give a shout out to our sports byline affiliates around the country and with the American Forces Radio Network on bases around the world. Shout out to the servicemen and women out there getting a little taste of home from Speeds, the spitting statistician. What I want to do is check in on this poll question. And remember, you could always get at us, okay? So many ways to interact with the show. You could always holler at us at 844-843-6879. You could find us on Twitter, okay? You could find us on Twitter. Twitter at FNTSY Radio. You could always find me, holler at me, ask me questions, follow me at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter as well. The question we had up right now is uh, if you were a Major League Baseball commissioner for a year, what, uh, you know, what kind of changes would you look to make? Right now, 37% of you say changes with the pace of play, whether that's mountain visits or something like that. Um, 28% of you say it's time to change the DH in the National League like Gary Sheffield wants to do or changes to the wild card format. Um, Gary Sheffield, I didn't get to it. Gary Sheffield loves the wild card and thinks that the wild card should actually be a best of three series because you, you know, you grind all season and then all of a sudden you face like, you know, the, the opposing team who has like the Cy Young Award winner on the other side. And that's, uh, you know, he, he loves this wild card. So he wants to see even more of it. 27%. 
say changing the instant replay rules um, and you know kind of how they do that maybe alongside with this uh, you know pace of play stuff and only 8% say the extra inning rules however we did get some write-in votes so shout out to my man Anthony Rosa the Anthony Rosa on Twitter he actually says that what needs to change is that the all-star game should no longer decide home field um, and you know okay remember we are now about what 10-15 years removed from that tie in Milwaukee maybe it should happen um, so shout out to Anthony Rosa for another idea. A little bit later on this week, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you my actual platform on changes that should happen in Major League Baseball. But right now, Major League Baseball is the way it is. And if you're playing fantasy baseball, I got something for you. The RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package. It is your ultimate bench coach for the 2017 season. Stay ahead of the pack with our in-depth statistical breakdowns, our trend analysis, and our player insights. Become a waiver wizard and learn how to scan the numbers like a roto scientist. We help you set the ideal lineups every week, and this season, you get a built-in fantasy training staff with our new injury advisor, powered by InsideInjuries.com. My boy's Dr. A out there. They do a great job. Get the RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package now and start soaring to the top of the standings. And if you enter promo code free radio, you will get a special discount at checkout, and that's, that's, that's good stuff, okay? This way, you don't have to pay for it, okay? You apply all all that cash over there to your DFS games, to your fantasy baseball, so you can win your leagues and win that cash. This way, you know, maybe I'll take 10%. Think about me when you're filling out your 1099G next year, okay? Because it was us holding you down. Another thing you need to do, download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, okay? This way, it could be me. It could be the fantasy executive, Corey Parson. It could be the King, Scott Angle. It could be my guys from Fantasy Black Book that are coming up next, Joe Pizza Pizza and Matty Moe. They're going to hold you down also everybody giving you diverse perspectives then you take it all in you put it all together and you start to dominate your league that's what you need to do because we're here talking everything from fantasy baseball to fantasy golf to fantasy movies it does not matter we have got you covered like those masks that they wear because they were afraid of the SARS virus in Asia back in the day we've got you covered just like that all right Donnie Burns though it's time for us to put the fun in functional sports radio. And, you know, nowhere else are people covering the big three like right here on the Fantasy Freestyle. So we gave you our fantasy rankings for the guards in the big three league. I believe we wound up having Chauncey Billups and White Chocolate and Allen Iverson as our top guards in that league. Then we previewed the bigs in this league. We both kind of agreed that Corey Maggette is, you know, a viable candidate to be the MVP of this league. We talked about other big men like Al Harrington, Kenyon Martin, Jermaine O'Neal. And as you know, Donnie Burns, when it comes to big men, one guy that I think you cannot leave out and the guy that I think is going to be leading that league and rebounding is my man, former number one overall pick. I don't know if I should call him my man or not, but we're talking about Kwame Brown, who I think is going to you know, change the narrative about his legacy. But I digress. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to break down what team Teams do we think are actually going to win this league, okay? So, uh, Donnie Burns, we did this, and uh, we were kind of on the same page in terms of our top, you know, three or four teams, right? We think that bringing up the bottom is going to be the Ball Hogs, uh, coached by Rick Berry. This is a team where their best player, their captain, is Brian Scalabrini, and I think, uh, you know, most teams can do better than that. Dr. J, 
Dr. J is the coach of Tri-State, and they got some talent, the Jermaine O'Neal, the Bonzi Wells, you know, but Dr. J himself ain't getting out there, so we both have him pretty low as well. We got the Ghost Ballers in the sixth spot, uh, coached by George Gervin. This team probably knows how to finger roll, including Mike Bibby and Ricky Davis. Um, And then here's where we get to the interesting part. Here's where we get to the interesting part. Because if you think about one player in this league that's out in front, it's probably Allen Iverson. It's probably Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson is the captain and player coach of Three's Company. But we only have Three's Company in the five spot of our power rankings, Don, right? So we think that even though he's got that star power of Allen Iverson, there's a couple of teams that we think will actually fare pretty, uh, you know, fare better, right? Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people, not going to be upset, but, you know, I don't think Allen Iverson is going to play how people, you know, they see the name, they remember the star power. You know, he was one of the best, if not the best, pound-for-pound NBA players. He's old now, man, and he wasn't even that good going out. So, you know, people might be a little upset of, you know, how he's going to play, but, you know, some of these three teams that we're going to talk about, Uh I like a lot of their star power now, even though they're a little older. I like them now. So. All right, so let's get into that. First of all, Don Burns throwing shade at Allen Iverson. Sorry, yeah, AI's wow. one, you know, my bro, one of my wow. brother's favorite Allen players. Allen Iverson, bro, subscribe. Subscribe. Sorry, okay, this guy. way this way, you get it to your phone every day to hear if Donnie Burns continues to throw shade. And anybody, if you subscribe, you set it and forget it, just like any good fantasy team, okay? You set it, you forget it, and we give you what you need. And Allen Iverson, if you subscribe, write a review. Write a review on iTunes or something like that, and this way we'll know what you think about Donnie Burns throwing shade your way. In the fourth spot, though, Donnie, we have the team that is coached by Rick Mahorn. They are going to be able to bang this team. First of all, Rick Mahorn is the coach. They have Kenyon Martin and Al Harrington as their captains. They had the number one overall pick, and they took Rashad McCants. We like the trilogy to do some work, huh, Don? Yeah, so here's my thing with the trilogy. I like them. So my top two teams are the Three-Headed Monsters and Power and if there's going to be one team that could take the championship, it would be Trilogy. I do like Al Harrington. I don't know if he could still score the way he did, but, you know, Al Harrington is one of my favorite players other than Corey Maggette in this whole mm-hmm. big three rosters. So I do like to see Trilogy do a little bit of work. No doubt, no doubt. Then in the three spot, we have the three-headed monsters, okay? This is White Chocolate, Rashad Lewis, who's going to be able to shoot that four-point shot that they have in the big three. And listen, this team... Donnie, this team went all guards with the exception of Kwame Brown. They're going to have Rashard Lewis, White Chocolate, (laughs) Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf coming back to play in this. This team coached by Gary Payton. Their reserve is Hakeem Warwick. I went to Q, so I got to give a little love to Hakeem Warwick as well as their reserve. Kwame Brown work in the middle. How do you... what style of play do you think this team is going to wind up having? I mean, they got white chocolate running point. I got point. one word for this team, buckets. You think so? I, dude, I was, I've been telling you since we started. I've been watching. You could. There's you think this clips. is the highest scoring team in the uh, league? It dep- yeah. It could be, right? Yeah. I don't like Kwame Brown. I know that's your guy. I know you don't like Kwame Brown. They're going to get buckets this team. The only thing is I don't think they have enough to win the championship. Okay. Like you said, they're a little guard heavy with the exception right. of Kwame Brown. Right, they are guard heavy. That's why I think Kwame buckets. Brown is going to lead this league in buckets. rebounding, bro. I looked at the rosters. Okay, but anyway, I digress. We go to the number two team in our power rankings, and fittingly fittingly named, it is the power. Coached by Clyde Drexler. Like, Clyde the Glide, yo. He's got the big uh, the junkyard dog, Jerome Williams, down low. They're going to have a back. They're going to have Corey Mageddy. This team's going to win, man. Katino Mobley. You like this team. Yeah. This is your team. 
Yeah, this is uh, they have all the necessary elements. Yeah. Dude, Catino Mobley, like I mentioned before, he reminds me of like a Jamal Crawford. Now he's going to get whatever shot he wants. Right. And Corey McGetty has his size. I know. He, I think we had him. Was he a bigger? He, we had him as the number one big in this league. Okay. Yeah. So we he's got the he's got good size for yeah. a championship pedigree team. Deshaun Stevenson is a taller two guard. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't see anyone beating this team. I. I All think right. the three-headed monsters could score with them. Right. But I really like power to win. All right. Well, Love there's Gordon one McGetty. team. There's one MVP. team that is left. There is one team that is left, and it is the team that I think can score with the three-headed monsters, and we will, you know, actually win this guys. whole thing. We'll win this whole thing, okay? First of all, the killer threes, man. The killer threes. Chauncey Billups. Steven Jackson. Larry Hughes. Talk about guys who can get buckets. These are guys that are ready to ball. And and, and I got to tell you, remember, uh, Donnie, when we had my boys uh, Kenton and Jason on? And my boy Kenton was wearing the I'm with Oakley shirt? Yep. All right. The Killer Threes are coached by Charles Oakley. Okay. And so I'm also with Oakley. I am with the Killer Threes. Big shout out to my boy Kenton for joining the show. Um, I'm with the Killer Threes. I think the Killer Threes are going to take it down. I like the power as well. Is it a time for us to make another uh, another yeah, little wager? I, yeah, this one I like. You're on the power? Yeah, but here's the thing. I do like the Killer I'm taking power, obviously. But here's why I do like the Killer Threes. You know, I loved Chauncey Billups growing up. I loved watching him. And, you know, Chauncey and Steven Jackson are extremely relevant in like the sports world now in the basketball world especially. yeah they're calling games you know, for ESPN yeah. so, Chauncey was a finalist for like the Atlanta Hawks front office yeah, job a couple weeks back they're extremely re- relevant in the NBA now you know not to take away from anyone else you know watching but I mean they're there you know they're critiquing they're analysts they do a really good job by the way I love watching them um, so their basketball IQ is still up there man Chauncey Billups always had that great IQ so it'd be a good match yeah, Mr. Big Shot. We'll see if he has a chance to make some four-point big shots in this league. Remember, guys, if you don't know yet, the Big Three will tip off officially in a couple of weeks on June 25th, Sunday, June 25th, at the Barclays here in Brooklyn. Those games will be airing the following night, Monday Night Basketball on FS1. I think it's a great opportunity and a very smart idea by Ice Cube and the crew that have decided to you know air this and really get a share of what is a down part of the sports calendar where you got baseball and pretty much nothing else. After this NBA Finals, and you know, if you listen to Don Burns, the Cavs are still going to come back. I think this NBA Finals is going to be done you know, pretty much by next week. So um, after that, and until football season really gets popping, you know, there's a certain sect right there of the population that is definitely going to be focused on the Big Three. If you're not a baseball fan, then the Big Three is going to be for you. But like I have said, the, the football and the fantasy football energy is starting to build in legitimate fashion. It truly is, okay? We're right. We're here at Rock and Riley Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. I'm talking to the guys, you know, and we're all talking football. Okay, the NBA playoffs are going on. The NBA finals are going on. The Stanley Cup finals are tied 2-2. We're going to have a long series there. Meanwhile, um, you know, before the show, I got my man Matt Modica, who's about to come on the fantasy Black Book next hour here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And what are we talking? We're talking like deep sleeper wide receivers, right? We're talking about, we're telling war stories about who we started, who we benched, and why that was a bad decision last week. Let me tell you something. Fantasy football continues to be king, and we are going to cover it all for you in this upcoming season. You know your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, is going to be breaking down every game that happened. We 
we are going to start in a couple of weeks with our team by team previews the same way that I did uh, you know, a speed spotlight on every Major League Baseball team. And by the way, that's when I picked the Houston Astros to win the AL. That's when I picked the Washington Nationals to win the NL. That's when I said the over-under that I was most excited about, that was you know non-reported, was that I liked the Colorado Rockies over. So maybe you need to listen when I start doing my team-by-team previews and I start giving you some over-unders, okay? Let me tell you right now, the Bears at five and a half. And the Pats at 12 and a half. Mm, I think their win totals are going to be more extreme than that. But uh, we'll come on back, tie a nice, neat little bow on this episode of the Fantasy Freestyle. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle. Here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, tying a nice, neat little bow on a Tuesday edition with my man Donnie Burns. So hot that we sweat steam. Up next on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the Fantasy Back Black Book with Joe Pisapia and Matty Modica holding it down. Let's go around the league real quick. 1-1 in the third inning, Red Sox and Yankees. Pirates are up three run on the Orioles in the top of the third inning. Seth Smith with his sixth home run of the year for Baltimore. The Reds are up on the Cardinals 1-0 in the third inning. Angels 1-0 over the Tigers. That run was a Cole Calhoun home run, his ninth of the season. White Sox and Rays are tied at 1 in the bottom of the second. We got also the Braves up 1-0 on the Phillies in the second inning. And the Giants and Brewers are scoreless after 1. We also, like I said, we had that poll question up. And thanks again to... uh, to the people who responded with kind of like write-in votes, Anthony Rosa saying that the All-Star game should decide home f- should not decide home field advantage anymore. Right now, 36% of you say pace of play changes. 28% say it's instant replay or the DH or wild card. And here's the thing. Later on this week, I have a platform myself. I have ways that I think can speed up the game. We are in the 21st century. I don't know why we are not taking advantage of technology. We're taking advantage of it on things like understanding exit velocity and launch angle why are we not taking advantage of it when it comes to pace of play and we also have some things that used to happen back in the 80s that for some reason have gone away that i think can definitely help pace of play as well tune in for that a little bit later on this week in the journalism business we call that a tease okay but coming up next like i mentioned is the fantasy black book here on the fantasy sports radio network they're going to be holding you down probably about baseball but i wouldn't be surprised if the names jeremy macklin and eric decker get named as well you know Jeremy Macklin may be a loser in all of this because now there's a market out there. Uh, so, you know, they're going to be able to play one against the other. Maybe Macklin needs to sign in Buffalo with his boy Shady McCoy right now. And let me tell you something. Josina Anderson on Twitter is saying Jets players do not know about this Decker news yet, are reacting in a very surprised way. Oh, boy. Just end the season, J-E-T-S. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez. We'll be back tomorrow here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network.